0: Museum of the Moving Image welcomes you to the Pinewood Dialogues Online, an archive of conversations with innovative creative figures in film, television, and digital media. Visit Museum of the Moving Image in New York City or online at www.movingimage.us. First, please welcome uh, John Hawks. And uh, what an amazing debut performance. It's hard to believe it's her, it's her first uh, film a p- a performance. Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. uh, Thank you. Well, it's uh, such a powerful film and great performances by both of you, so congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Um, it's... What is it like to play this role? One thing that really struck me about the, the role of, that you played is it's a very internal role in a way. A lot of, a lot of what's interesting is sort of seeing what's, what memories you have, what's going on inside. Um, so I would think that would actually be kind of a tough thing to do for first performance.
1: Um, you know what? This is, I'm going to say something that I might regret, but I think sometimes words give away actors a lot. Like sometimes if you say something, it's like oh that didn't that didn't come out right or, or I don't know. But I actually thought it was a gift to not get to say too much and to try and because then then you can actually go through thoughts more clearly and fully without having to put words to them. And I don't know. I actually I I, I thought it was more lucky to be able to 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 more more react than. Mm-hmm and then speak about everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, I just, I'd love to hear from both of you about just your initial reaction to, to the script because I think um, you know, these are, are both sort of difficult characters in different ways, and I think both of you like found were attracted to the part. So I guess could you talk first about what, what drew you to playing this character, Pat- Patrick? Sure. Uh, uh,
2: I, I, I really liked the script as a whole. Uh, it was intriguing and elusive and, and um, didn't... Uh, it, it asked a lot of questions and, uh, and didn't provide easy answers so as a whole I really love the story and that's that's where I begin and then um, the character of Patrick uh, was uh, something I didn't really have uh, a real clear handle on but that's that's an interesting way to start I think is to admit you know nothing and go from there and uh, I hadn't played a leader of men too often that was interesting and and, uh, <laughs> and um, and then you know loved the didn't didn't know who who'd play uh, the role of Martha, but just thought it was a terrific role and and um, uh, loved that take on the on the cult idea as opposed to making it about the leader and the, the typical thing we see it seemed unusual in that way and that was great
1: mm. um, I, I too the first thing that that I liked about the script is I liked reading it as as an audience member as a reader i, I It was fun for me to be actively trying to um, figure out a puzzle and this mystery, and, and link all of the um, all the different clues together at the end. And um, I don't I don't think parts are written really for young men or women um, like this, where yeah. it it really truly challenges you to to work for a part. Um, and also at the same time, if if it is a difficult role, a director is definitely not looking for an unknown actor. And Sean was, and that's that's what was really lucky for me is that um, he had open auditions, so I could so I could go in for it.
0: And had you thought about doing movies for a, for a while? I mean, obviously, you, um, you know, have actors in your family, and, and uh, you know, this is your your first big role. So, what was the process? What what did it take you to to come to this point?
1: You- um, I just I, I didn't really want to work until I graduated college. Which didn't end up happening. It all kind of get, got muddled together, just by nature of living in New York. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I wanted to do movies. I didn't really understand them. I understood theater better. Um, but but I met I met, an, I met a, a great woman who's become my agent, and and she's she's taught me a lot. And I've and I I now have like a huge love of making movies. I think it's a lot of I think it's really collaborative and a lot of fun. And I, I thought it wouldn't be. So collaborative, and that's why that's why I like theater so much.
0: Um, I'd love to hear both of you talk about like what you sort of, how you understood your characters, and what you, you what you sort of grasped about them, because you, in, in a way, you sort of have to like and feel sympathetic to your to your characters. Um, so I guess yeah, just I'll start with you, and then ask.
1: Um, well, I what I what I loved about her is that she never. Gave up Like even at the lake house When she thinks people are coming after her She's she's putting up a fight back She's not acting a victim um, I also I just had a lot of empathy for her um, To me The most The scariest thing Really That could happen to someone Is for them to not fully understand What's What's real Or what's not So like a movie Like A Beautiful Mind To me Is, is like the hardest movie To sit through As an audience member So for me mm being able to play with fear and paranoia and, and all of those parts of, of her reality, that was really interesting to me. And then the challenge was really to try and create um, a positive hope and light for her because I, th- I think you need to have that, especially at the farmhouse, um, that, that she's progressing as a person and then she, she, every, she just backtracks when she gets back to her family.
0: Okay. And how about you, Patrick? Well, yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: again uh uh people have compared it to uh things I've I've done, I guess in the past, but to me it was a different role again because it was a a, a person who led uh, which is isn't, isn't normally uh I don't don't have often done that in film. I also loved uh, just kind of how uh, uh openly the role was written. It left a lot of room for uh exploring mm-hmm. and um it, it wasn't uh Really hard and fast. It was something that I, I felt like I could uh, I could swim around in a little bit and, and hopefully find some some interesting things. It left uh, again room for for mystery and for invention.
0: And how was it sort of playing the? I mean, it's a character that has these two sides that you can sort of feel the seductive power of Patrick. You can feel how he can be a leader, uh, you know. But there's also that uh, brutality. I mean, at the same time. So I don't know what. What, playing that as an actor, what what is how do you sort of balance those sides? Well,
2: yeah, I mean that was kind of in the whole approach really uh, of, uh, that I was interested in, and, and was relieved uh, uh, before I, I think I even accepted the role. Talked to Sean about uh, uh, the approach, being that rather than take the kind of cliche um, uh, cult leader that we've we've seen uh, a lot, uh, and and trying to. Uh, to make him a, a believable human being and, um, you know, someone that people might conceivably get behind the reason being, uh, uh, I always begin again with what is the story and then how, uh, how can I help tell the story in the best way through the character I'm, I'm playing in the most interesting way. Uh, and felt like it would be the best choice. And Sean agreed to, uh, to make Patrick someone that an audience member would understand why uh, a woman like Martha might uh, go go with, uh, if the guy was just too obviously a charlatan, personification of evil, mustache twirling kind of Svengali <laughs> weird dude. I mean, uh, then, uh, then I think that 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 uh, it doesn't reflect well on 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 Martha's character, and I think that on the page she's a complicated person, and, and I think it's something that you did so wonderfully and. It seemed like best to serve the story by making Patrick someone believable.
0: And uh, the, the the song is quite a wonderful scene, and I understand that you improvised that. I mean, that also sort of shows these two sides of him... Um. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, could you talk about that sort of how you made
2: sure sure <laughs> I made that song up on the spot? I'm just kidding. It's actually it's, it wasn't improvised at all. It's a Jackson Frank song, and he was a 1960s uh, folk singer. Uh, but it was it was it was yeah. played live, which is is rare in films except for dogma movies and things like that. But it was <laughs> actually it was actually uh, you know a cool kind of risk to uh, to pull off on a chilly day, and uh, <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I guess we did it three times, and they they just picked one. There's no edits in it or anything. It's just you know a pretty raw take. You can actually, if you ever see the movie or hear the song again, you can hear my fingers It's the third time through. In about 15 minutes, you can hear my fingers really tiring out by the end. They're <laughs> they're barely putting the strings down, but that's real and human, and, and that's uh, that's where the music is for me always. Anyway, is in that that kind of thing. But a, a great joy to do. Uh, I, I would say quickly that Sean always uh, Sean and the director, always uh, saw. Uh, Saw music in the film, I think, no matter who did it ultimately. And and on the page, I, I believe it just said something like, Patrick plays a song. Hmm. And, and then Sean uh, looked online, uh, typed in Martha, typed in Marcy, typed in Marlene, and strangely found a, a song called Marlene and a song called Marcy's Song back-to-back Back, on the same record that had come out many years ago by Jackson Frank. He listened to the songs, they're apocalyptic and, and surreal and dreamlike and just perfect for the movie. So.
0: Great. So I want to ask something and then we'll open it up to the audience, but I'm curious about how locations, how these particular locations um, sort of played into the filming and the process of making it because they're, it really is a film that, that pits these two worlds against each other and they're very vividly realized yeah
1: well um we we filmed everything at the colt first at the at the farmhouse and um and it sounds like there's a bird around a microphone yeah. or something <laughs> 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 yeah like that's exactly what right. it is. everyone run well <laughs> uh, <Just nine> <laughs> I've got my knife just in case yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Um, and yeah, we we had no at the, at the actual farmhouse where we were filming. There was no um, cell phone reception. We had one landline um, for the production um, <laughs> gang. We had they had dial up internet, I think. Um, and and then we we all lived um, very communally in um, this great motel in upstate <laughs> New York and, um we definitely became a close knit family and then we had a company move and said goodbye to all the actors at the farm and moved to a different motel that was very remote and on a late and on a golf course but it was no one was ever there who actually worked there so if an alarm went off, no one would show up for a good thirty forty five minutes it was very bizarre. And then, but then, anyways, it has nothing to do with what I'm answering. But it's um, <laughs> <That's> interesting. <laughs> but the the lake house all of a sudden just felt colder, and the it started. The weather was colder. Um, the material just became so much heavier. I felt exhausted every day, just for some reason. And it just had a totally different feeling. Um, it's great that we had such an amazing cast. Sarah and Hugh are hilarious people. Mm. Um, so so that brought light to everything and as well as the crew the crew was a bunch of funny young guys um, a couple girls in there and um, but yeah it, 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 it was very helpful to be able to film the farm first and live in upstate New York for the whole entirety of this the film without ever going back to New York City
0: okay raise your hand if you have questions um, and I'll repeat them if anybody wants to jump in there's one up there go ahead <laughs> oh, he wants an explanation of the ending. Okay.
1: Well, um, I can I can try and answer best the way the way Sean might because um, I've done a lot of Q and A's with him, and the the question about the ending always always comes up. Um, and then I'll give my two cents. I, I know that his goal um, is that he's he's just trying to tell this one character story. He's not trying to make um, ends meet or um, give any true like satisfaction um, of tying things up at the end for the audience. He just really wants to focus on this character's journey and at that moment, um, he wanted to end it where that character was or that person was at that time and his hope is that the, the questions um, that everyone's asking about the ending would be aligned with the same types of questions that Martha was also asking um, in trying to figure out what what really was happening. For me, what I find... Really special about the ending and brave is that, um, again, about not having it be all tied up, but the movie begins and ends in transitions, and everything in life is a transition, but we go to the movies to see something um, finished and like with a button at the end. So we, and it's, it's a nice story to, to have and go home with, and um, where there's a crazy twist at the end. But our, our film is really just trying to capture this one young woman's psychological experience going through this this step in her life and um sean also talked with lots of people who had tried to go through this recovery and and he wanted to stay true to their experiences and not not create something um out of left field
0: okay any more no get one from two get one Okay, so somebody in Twitter land has a question. <laughs> Wait, so Cameron, John Hawks Cameron are will. we uh, the best people with yeah. Twitter. Yeah, so. uh, We inspire a great deal of discussion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, these are they sl- they we're the best people for this question. Oh, gosh. i Cameron from Boxer's Light. Cool. Yeah. Hi. First your question is. Oh, oh, that's what you mean. I thought you were. No, we actually. A th- he's
0: our <laughs> uh, gateway. No. <laughs> I
1: was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: Cameron's our. Are, 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 no, i rather Now No, do it. A, okay. Um, but, uh... <laughs> How does it feel to have so much awards buzz going on? <laughs> this film role.
1: Um, it's it's really it's really um, exciting, but it's it's a little bizarre for me because um, it is my first movie. Period that has been released to the public um, that I've made, and it's um, you don't expect anything like that to happen with this movie. It, it felt like. Um, a really great way of, of making a movie. Um, I didn't feel lots of pressure from the guys. It felt very creative and felt... Um, it was an amazing process. And I also didn't understand, really, distribution. I didn't understand promoting a movie. And So every day has been a new learning experience while we're talking about this movie all around the country and in other parts of the world. And so the I just hope that that, that type of buzz would, would then maybe um, attract a, a bigger audience. And... Um, I, I can't. I can't take it too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but you had
0: this um, odd experience, I guess, at Sundance because the film really sort of made a splash. So there was like a real difference. Like that, that sort of that sort of happened during the festival, right? This.
1: Yeah, but not. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Sundance is a very interesting thing because. I, I literally imagined it happening in a snow globe. <laughs> like there's a world that exists and then there's this little snow globe where things are happening and that's yeah. how I imagine Sundance. So yeah. you're like, oh, that's great. People like it. Then you go back to the real world and like go to your apartment and you go to work and you do your thing and everything that happened in that snow globe stayed in that snow globe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> right, that's not. Right. Okay,
0: over here. So yeah. So the question is about your characters, like unawareness of sort of how to behave in social situations, and was is this sort of based on real on like real experiences, the real characters that Sean um, researched?
1: You know, I I know Sean. Um, nothing. I mean, he he. A lot of this is his imagination. I'll say that. Um, I do know that one one woman said that. Um, the, 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 what she remembers most about the first couple weeks or month when she got out um, she just remembers lying to everyone the whole time um, and she remembered that she saw the leader where she was, wherever she went and so I know that those were the two main psychological points that he was trying to work off of when he was writing and I, I wish I could answer that question better f- from his point of view um, but the way I always equate it to for me is that um it's it's not too hard, I think, to get wrapped up in a different um, culture's way of living if you were to move and then come back and you know I guess a lot of times you see it in in, in movies also like an, an education just popped into my head you, you get excited about this one other culture and then you come back and your parents are like who have you become what have you turned into who is this person I don't know you anymore and so that's um, that's how I could. Um, um, Relate to it in a very basic way for me.
2: People, people. I feel like people are funny, and and crowds of people are even funnier. Uh, there's, uh, I, I know that I know that it, it just popped into my head. World War Two soldiers who were otherwise church going, uh, you know, stayed very you know controlled, wonderful little boys when they left for the war. Were coming back after one year and saying, "Pass the fucking potatoes" and things like that. And you know, just just one year amongst people, and they were. They were different people. And I, I think that, that uh, Martha goes through a little more and, and maybe it changes her I don't know, for what it's worth.
0: Uh, but when, what do you think about the way the film is sort of comparing these two different worlds? Because he, you know, we, it sort of starts off looking at a cult, but we, we, we also can see how imprisoning this you know, situation is in, at this farmhouse in Connecticut. I mean, it's, she feels trapped there too. And she's being expected to act a certain way I mean, this is a film where everybody's like, telling other people how they should behave.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do know that Sean's not trying to make any social statement. He really yeah. just wanted to honestly follow different characters, and he was interested in how, um, how two siblings could end up being so polar opposites of each other. And so he, he figured out that Martha was here, and then um, it made sense for um, Lucy to be over here. And w- what does that mean? What's her life like? And so he just tried to really follow the characters instead of make a larger social Mm-hmm. Um, point on yeah. anything
0: yeah okay uh, right down here you uh, said that this was a very different role you. since you did this so well do you feel that we'll be seeing more of you as a seductive villain in the future oh <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be typecast as, as a seductive villain now uh <laughs> I don't, I don't know,
2: um, and and you know it's not it's not like the further I've, I've done other kind of dark sort of sort of work, but I guess never specifically as a as a, as a leader of, of men and women, uh, certainly uh, in theater and in, in television shows and things. I've, I've definitely gone to the dark side a few times with characters, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if this will open more doors or even how many roles there are like that <laughs> out there that there might be to get. I don't know. I think every film should have one. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I don't know. You know, I, 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 the cool thing about the word typecast is, is the word cast. And, uh, but <laughs> right. um, I've never been too worried, because luckily <laughs> I've gotten to do a lot of different things, and I hope to continue. I just look for great material. So if it's another character like this, and the piece is amazing, and the people working on it are, are amazing, and the role is somehow really great, I wouldn't hesitate to jump back in and lead a community. <laughs> and how do
0: you both? I just want to ask both you because you both worked in theater so much. Just what it's like doing fit. What the experience of doing film is like as an actor versus theater.
1: Well, I mean, I, I've I haven't been able to have the privilege of doing a long run of a show or anything because I've been in school. But um, and or waiting underneath a stage understudying, <laughs> which is not fun. Don't do it. <laughs> 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 and um, I. I I, but I, you know, I, I, I had a teacher one time said acting is acting is acting doesn't matter what medium it is you're yeah. you're basically just trying to tell a story truthfully just um, you use your body differently and your voice differently and your speech differently um, so I guess what I'm trying to figure out right now since I, I'm just learning the medium of of film is how much a camera actually captures because you know you, you hope that. It captures all your deepest thoughts, but it doesn't. You have to do more than that, and so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that out right now.
2: Yeah, you had a pretty good handle on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> I well. Say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, so much of the performance captures a lot yeah, of you, yeah. which is great. You know, in the best yeah. way for sure. <laughs> I feel like theater and film are are are, are, are similar in the way that the, it's just that in film the audience moves. You know, sometimes it's right next to you and watches your face really closely, and sometimes it's far away and sees you on a bicycle in the distance or something. So you, I guess, act accordingly is one approach. The thing is when you start to work on big movies and they have four cameras going, <laughs> one's tight, one's wide, one's a panic cam then you kind of don't know what to do But <laughs> it's, a, it's an odd thing for an actor but um, yeah it's telling the story right, it's
0: trying to find the truth in the story so
2: similar similar
0: things okay. right? one over case closed uh, <laughs> over here and then down there, yeah go ahead So, in terms of the flashbacks, were there's some that really, like, were, were actually dreams, or did it, you know did everything really happen?
1: Usually, Sean gets to answer this, then everyone gets to hear his annoying answer. <laughs> but he's not here, so one of us has to say it. He doesn't like answering questions about what's in the um about what's in the film because the questions that that he wants you to be having is are is right. He thinks whatever people think about his film is right. Um, and he, he, he left a certain amount of information very specifically so that he left just enough for you to create um, your own opinion about it. So that's Sean Durkin's answer. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't think there's any dream stuff personally. But I don't know. When I first read it, maybe I'll have to watch it again yeah, and I see. Mean, but I, I mean, feel like most of those things are things that...
1: Yeah, for me to, for me to act it, everything was real. I'll tell you that much, so. What was your preparation like
0: to get Okay, what was, and I guess this is for both, so what was your preparation like?
1: Um, Well, it was a really fast, um, it just all happened really fast. I got cast about two and a half weeks before we started shooting, Um, and I was working on something else at the time, and... um, the shoots actually overlapped about a week. So I was going back and forth. And so the, really the only thing I could do and, and and I knew how to do was analyze a script and the script was very thorough. So um, extra research I didn't do until I actually just started talking to Sean about um, his experiences, talking to other people. Um, I just try to analyze and, and tell a story that he wrote um, basically from a, a point of view of someone who's experienced trauma and um, w- what that could be like and how someone could recover from that and... Yeah, just from an analytical point of view. That was my process.
2: Uh, Formed a cult.
1: (laughs) Um, How did that go? Your answers are so much better. Still still
2: going. Uh, Anybody? You could probably get a few people to sign up. I don't out. know. But, uh, you, uh,
0: but I, I read that you, you decided purposely not to sort of study the famous cult leaders. I mean, certainly. Are all, certainly. All I'm sick of mind. cults. I'm
2: um, yeah. uh, just saying. And, and it was, I had to be dragged kind of to read this script, and then the script was so, so great. And, and, I, and then I formed a personal vendetta against the word cult while on set to call it a community and things like that. I was very militant about it. It's a community. It's not a cult. <laughs> I don't know what good that did, but it was uh, interesting. Um, I uh, am an over-preparer by nature, and so it was a kind of foreign territory to, on this one to realize quickly that I didn't want to study any, anyone or, or emulate any any cult leader. Uh, I didn't even really draw from life much. I liked the idea that he'd fallen from space and, and was just there and was this person without a past or, or, or future I I took the time to invent a sort of past for him like actors do and then tried to forget it enough to just be present when the camera rolled. Um, A lot of it, again, was subtraction, was just knowing what what, what I I, I didn't want to do and and working with the director to try to figure out the best way to tell the story, which was to be a convincing kind of um, guy, uh, a believable person, hopefully, instead of the uh, caricature of, of what we'd expect.
0: I was curious if you uh, watched your performance during the process, like if you were looking at, at dailies and or anything. Because it strikes me, it's a very, um, in a way, very restrained performance. And, and I don't know if you were, you felt like you were, like how how you were able to achieve that. I mean, um, you, yeah.
1: I think just for fun, the last week of shooting, Sean would be like, "Oh, I want to show you this," you, uh, and I would see it. And it, it usually was water stuff because. Um, we did a lot more water shooting than what's actually in the movie. I was in the water like the whole film. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he would like to show me a lot of those things because that was just really cool to look at. And um, he showed me a couple shots just because we were hanging out and he had his dailies because the editor, Zach, was um, editing while we were filming. Um, so he was
2: before we were filming, which was, which really, was really strange. strange. I, didn't I,
1: don't <laughs> he, I don't know how I managed to do that. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah so so he would edit um full scenes together and mm. um and color correct and all that stuff, and mm. yeah, and so I gotta see I gotta see a little bit, but nothing to inform me mainly just <laughs> just out of sharing curiosity.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we have time for just a few more uh, over here. So yeah. if you could talk about the working process, that it was very collaborative, but but you saying that Sean Durkin um, didn't want to answer a lot of questions. Mainly, so, mainly yeah. for
1: the mainly to the audience when we do Q and A's. Um, for for being <laughs> on set as an actor, he would always say, "Well, he he personally every single character that's at the cult, every single character that's written, he has like total histories of." And so he he says, "I'm a source to you. If you want to figure something out on your own." You can do that, but if you have a question, I'll give you whatever answer you want. He had everything worked out. He's been working on this since 2007. Um, we shot last year. Um, he had the first idea in 2006. So he has everything fully thought out. And as a director, he, um, he knows exactly what he wants. and He's very specific. And he also is very... he's um, The way he, he like takes care of you, you feel safe and, and around him. And so he's not specific and micromanaging. He's specific and open to what you have to say and do also. And he doesn't think that his word's final. He's very open to collaborating. And then you talk about something, and then you think that, you you know, and then maybe you'll go with your idea, maybe you'll go back to his idea, but he's open to the conversation about everything.
0: But did you have a very, very specific idea of uh, Martha's backstory, like what brought her?
1: It was actually mostly in the script. Sean, (sighs) um, he wrote the script... um, a lot, a lot more fully than what actually made the film, um, uh, be- for reasons of investors, for reasons of the mm-hmm. actors reading it, for all those reasons, um, for him, for us, and so a lot of it was already in the script. Just by nature of making a movie, independent film, we had to cut pages down every day. Then, um, so we cut it down by that. We cut it down when we were rehearsing, figuring out what was needed, what wasn't needed, and then he kept cutting down further in the editing room. Hmm.
0: Okay. Cameron, anything else from from Twitter? I do, actually. I think it's maybe a question okay, well. of what the But um, question for Elizabeth. Watching the movie, I saw more continuity between the cult and the lake house than perhaps the more obvious clues that Sean Durkin gives us. Were you able to play within the same mindset at both locations? Were you able to? Well, you, uh, this person saw a lot of continuity between the two different worlds at the, at the cult at, and at the yeah. farmhouse. Were you able to? Yeah, where there differences in your approach in those yeah. two different places
1: <laughs> it was um it was really interesting to totally switch after the farm um everything about the farm I always wanted it to be this um this this progression as I said earlier of, of of her finding her feet her finding a purpose her finding people where she belongs and that love her and then it was interesting when we moved to the lake house because we weren't shooting in um order of being at the lake house we kind of just hopped in the middle when on for the first day and it was an interesting balance balance that first day to try and figure out um what her mannerisms were like about halfway about you know after the first week of being there um you know how how odd or awkward or was she but but so it was it was definitely a difficult balance and um um, I definitely treated everything a little bit more heightened. Um, she was hyper aware of her surroundings at all times, and, and who was watching her, and um, and her every making sure that everything she did um, wasn't coming off as weird to someone else. So it, there were all it was just a compl- it was just like she was put underneath the microscope for me in the lake house, and um, so that, I think that that informed physicality and, and actions and things like that.
0: Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody here. Thank everybody on Twitter. um, And good luck with the film once it's out there. So congratulations. Thanks. Thank you for listening. The Pinewood Dialogues at Museum of the Moving Image are made possible by generous support from the Pannonia Foundation.
1: To learn more about the museum, visit www.movingimage.us.